0: You know how, how we're doing? We're doing great because you and I are here. And uh, it's just great to, to do life together, life with Jesus, life with uh, your family, life with uh, extended family. And that's what I love about about God's house because, you know, things change in life. Sometimes someone's maybe married and they get abandoned and they're shattered and Maybe you don't have anyone in your world close by. Well, guess what? It's nice to be able to come to God's house and have extended family. And I think the real key to a church is not just family and name only, but really let people into your heart, which means you can get your heart broken, but no risk, no reward. I've had my heart broken many times, but I want to die as a lover, a lover of God, a lover of people. And uh, and I want to be able to have that family spirit about me and be family to people that, that, that come in, whether they come in as whole families or broken families or part of a family, and especially all the family wannabes. You know, you people, you young people. They usually sit over here. So, you know, we want them to be able to come in and find a mate and build a life together and um, hopefully never have their heart broken. It's cool. Anyway, huh? Easter. You know, Easter is definitely, uh, it's meant to, to be timed with the Jewish Passover. Uh, Passover was about two or three days ago. They, they celebrate the Passover with the Jewish people. And so how come Easter changes, right? It's always a different day. Well, the way it works is it's the first Sunday following the first full moon after March 20th. So let's say your full moon dro- drops, it must, our full moon, I think, was uh, yesterday. And so this is the first Sunday after it. And here we are. So we have Easter now. So some of you that were planning on having around the 20th, thank you for coming. It's not then, it's right now. But Easter, you know, Easter is, was one of those events in the life of Jesus that I would say was really understated. Today we're going to be talking about, about products and about uh, some things are uh, better than advertised. How many found out there are some things that aren't better than advertised? We're going to show you some ads for things that I don't think could deliver. Or if they did deliver, you wouldn't want what they delivered. But, but the gospel and what Jesus did for us, you think about the life of Jesus. You know, the biggest whoopty whoopty that was produced at his first coming when he was born was they had like an angel show in front of shepherds. I mean, it's like, it's like Father God is terrible in, in, in marketing I mean, You don't go to like some, some shepherds and put on an angel show, whoa, whoa, you know, and, and you know, they fall to the ground. They go into town and they say, hey, like we're a group of shepherds and we saw angels dancing out there in the dark. They go, you guys took some jugs of wine too, didn't you? Yeah. They're not going to believe him at all. Yeah. So that wasn't the marketing. See, God was going to send his son innocuously like he does everything. Yeah. God would rather you catch who he is and what he does and find out he is much better than advertised. There's a lot of bad advertising for God. You know, he's about war. He's about racism. He's about this. He's about that. I I don't think so. Not, 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 not the father that I met. He loved me. He pulled me out of darkness. He has been with me. And then when it came to the resurrection, think about how underplayed that was. I could imagine when Jesus rose from the dead, now if it had been me, uh, Mr. Schmelzer, would you please market this? I'm going to have angels parading through Jerusalem, you know, flapping their wings with, with trumpets. in your face. It just didn't work, man. You couldn't keep a good man down now, could you?. Doo-doo-doo. Now that's a show. So what do we find? Jesus gets out of the grave and makes his bed. How many of you kids want to be Jesus Jesus, like Jesus? Make your bed. George, make your bed tomorrow. Yeah. Wiley. Okay. I'm telling the guys that live in my house. Where's Johnny? He's probably saving the world somewhere in the back row. But (laughs) Jesus just rises from the grave and it said in his, his grave clothes were like folded there. And then, and then what happened is, in Jewish culture, you never believed the testimony of a woman. So God says, I'm going to have the gals go check this out. The ones that were coming, they wanted to make sure that his body was cared for with spices and things. And they come in, and no show, no graffiti. <laughs> come on, at least have a billboard. Isn't the kids from Joy Christian Fellowship hanging door knockers, door hangers? You know, it's understated. And an angel, you know, talks to the ladies. He said, hey, uh, what are you looking for? Why, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He's risen. And so then later on, someone, Mary ran into, into Jesus and thought he was a gardener. See, the Lord just doesn't like to hype what he does because what he does exceeds all hype, unlike the following commercials <laughs> Let's look at them better than advertised, but wait, there's more Remember this guy <laughs> How about the shake weight? <laughs> the upper body workout that's shaking America by storm shake my fat. It's fat. It needs to go Okay, you guys like it. how about the fat magnet? <laughs> suck the grease and fun out of every meal You can tell the flavor in a food by its fat content. Wow. Okay, let's keep going on. How about the wax vac? Like what could possibly go wrong with sticking a vacuum into your sensitive ear? Could you imagine that sucking out your whole eardrum, half your brain? (laughs) Okay, the air curler. The air curler (laughs) Uh, spins your hair like a tornado To dry and curl your hair all at once. And what looks like, (laughs) looks to be a cotton candy maker (laughs) for your hair. But look at how happy she looks in the after shot. Okay. I'm putting my glasses on. Bob, I know how you feel. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go here. Oh, the for real sauna. This portable infrared sauna is meant to be therapeutic and even comes with a portable folding chair so you're somewhat comfy on the inside while you sit and sweat in a giant tent of infrared rays. Of course, it shows you're like reading a book there. You know what I'd be with my hands tied up in that thing? Help! Bring a knife, cut me out. And then, of course, sham wow. You ever seen those commercials? Man, they can, sup, they can suck up Lake Erie with the, one of those things, you know. Okay. Then the chillo. If you've ever thought that a pillow was as hot as molten lava and would like to exchange it for what is essentially a cold mat, then this is the product for you. <laughs> the slumber sleeve. If you're not a narcoleptic, I'm not exactly sure who would need a pillow you attach to your arm. And aside from that, they claim you can also attach it to your leg or your ankle. What? I could, how do I get my head down on my ankle? I don't even think my dog can do that. Was that, yeah, that was the last one. Aren't aren't you glad we're done with those? But now let's get really, really, comfortable and let's be personable and let's confess. How many of you have bought products and you believe the hype and you're glad for the take back guarantee? (laughs) What? How many of you people use, you guys all using Bitcoin or some other currency? How many have bought things based on hype and found out it didn't work that well? How many have bought things that were hyped and they worked that well? Yeah, well. And how many of you aren't going to raise your hand no matter what? Okay. Overhyping, underhyping. Well, we know that the life of Jesus, both then and now, is underhyped. Now today, all over the the Christian world, and and there are actually different Easter celebrations based on what what church, some of the Orthodox churches uh, in the... uh, Russia and, and in Eastern Bloc area. Some of them have different uh, days for Easter, but but a good part of the world today is, sep- is celebrating Easter. And so this is kind of like our day to go, yes, it's like the Super Bowl of Christianity. It's the day when the Grand Slam was was proclaimed and seen. We saw Jesus rise out of the grave. And uh, and yet he, he was understated in doing it. Now, incidentally after Jesus rose from the dead uh, if one was to say well you know I'd need evidence well uh, there were over 500 people that saw him in the next 40 days so 500 people and so many of those that had seen Jesus were willing to die alone proclaiming the resurrection and Thomas went into southern India and Johnny and I have just spent some time in India and and we were up in the north where the 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 Christians that got saved stayed in the South primarily, and it wasn't until the British came into India that the North really got evangelized. But in Southern India, they they will tell you, yeah, we are here because Thomas, doubting Thomas, uh, came to Southern India, and it was there he died as a martyr, alone, shot through arrows, proclaiming the resurrection of Jesus. And so we see that one after the other, they laid their life down. That That tells me that they probably weren't hyping something because it would have been of more advantage to deny it. Say, well, you know, maybe I thought I saw something, but it really didn't happen. No, they said, go ahead and kill me, but but what I said is the truth. That's what I saw. I saw Jesus after he was raised from the dead. All of these products they, uh, that we showed up here, the funny ones, uh, they state they're, what they're gonna do. They're gonna create a tornado a thing in your hair, and it's gonna come out curled and dry. I mean, how do you beat that, right? And so you don't need a curling iron and a dryer, it's just one shot does it. And, uh, and they're primarily, uh, if they do work, they're primarily good for the one function. How many of you remember Ron Popeil? Uh, and, uh, and uh, his uh, set it and forget it thing, the little rotisserie oven. And, uh, you know, now just put that little chicken in there. It'll feed like one and a half people. And uh, just set it and forget it, you know. And, uh, and uh, Ron became a multimillionaire with selling things. And, of course, the one that I liked that he did was the spray on hair. If your hair's a little thin make sure your can of liquid hair is the same color as what you want. (laughs) Otherwise, you look like you're in high school still with multi-colors, you know, blue, red, purple, snow cone color with uh, different... And so you'd shake it up. (laughs) And what it would do is it creates a film over what was remaining of the hair. Um, Otherwise, if you're bald, it would just make you look like you had a brown skull cap, you know, on top of your head. But things are you know, advertised and they're hyped to to do a certain thing or a certain small group of things, but the grace and the goodness that came through Jesus is just multi-level in your life. There's just so many things that that believing in Jesus does. One, it takes away your sins. Two, it, it, it brings you into an environment where you can live forever. Whether your, your end doctrine, if you're a Bible reader, if your end view is that you bob up and down in the lake of fire for eternity, or that your conscience is eliminated, or whatever, the key that I like about eternal life is, A, I don't want to have my conscience eliminated. I don't want to be just annihilated, and that's the end when I was built to live forever. Or I wouldn't especially want to go and bob up and down in a lake of fire for eternity, which sounds like a bad weekend too. And so eternal life in terms of longevity of life is a, is a great feature. But that's not all. But that's not all. We also have the salad spinner and Mr. Microphone. That's not all that, 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 that Jesus brings. One of the big benefits that Jesus brings is First of all, this gift is debt-free. When I was a young man, there was this proclamation, hey, young people, baby boomers, if you'll come to college, it's a guarantee. You're going to have a good income, and you're going to have a happy, fulfilled life because education is the key. How many of you know that today, one of the biggest debt burdens that we carry in the United States of America is all uh, of unpaid college debt. Do, do you really think that everybody went to college thinking that you're, you're not going to make adequate money to pay for your college? I think they went and there was a promise that couldn't be performed. I believe in education. I totally believe in education. Get educated in what you want to learn about and that should be a payoff. Okay, but the system you know, of the society at the time said, hey, our answer is an education. And later on, it became medicine. We're going to find a cure for age. We're going to find a cure for cancer. We're going to find a cure for everything. And we found out that people have disease and sickness pretty much like we always have. And a lot of times, there's a huge debt involved by this beautiful... $70,000 $70,000 pickup. It's got everything on it. Oh, but by the way, your payment's 600 a month. But that's only for like 60 months. You know, or whatever. You know that'd have to be about 1200 a month at that to make it in 60 months. So what I'm saying is is when you think about the fact that God said this is a free gift, why, why does the Lord offer it as a free gift? Because He understands most of us would end up in some kind of a spiritual debtor's prison, and we could never make the payments. We couldn't even make the initial down payment, much less the steady payments. And so we find here that it, it was debt-free. The new life that Jesus died and rose again for us to have is a free gift, not of our own doing. Also with it, there's no buyer's remorse. In the state of Oregon, and I believe in most states, there's a, a three-day uh, right of return for major products like a car, a house, and so that after you've signed the contract, then you can come back in three, within three days and say, hey, I, I blew it. I started thinking about it, and uh, wh- I'm not really prepared to be committed to this purchase. And you can, uh, you can end the contract legally with the, when you have buyer's remorse. But you know, I've never seen that with people that come to Christ, get forgiven of their sins, get a, get a new hope and new life. I've never had someone come back and say, you know what, I'm feeling too darn good. I'm just feeling too clean. Why do you think people are so desperate today? It's because they, they need a new start. They need something new that will make them new, and that's what, what Jesus does. He, he, he forgives you of your sin. He doesn't take away every ripple of what you, what you set off. How many of you know that if you go and, and you, you burn down like a third of Medford and you're a pyro, you come to Jesus doesn't mean all those houses reappear. There's consequences of what you've done. But in terms of does God hold you guilty, he takes your guilt and he paid for it through Jesus Christ. It isn't that your debt was swept under the carpet. It's that Jesus himself paid for every sin of the world. Everything that you've ever done, will ever do. Everything that anyone in the world has ever done, Jesus' blood was adequate to pay for all of it. And that's beautiful because then we don't have buyer's remorse. You know, there are things that I remember in my past I wish I hadn't have done. Things I've done, things that I've spoken. How about you? Anybody here ever done things that you wish you hadn't done? Said things you wish you hadn't said? You know? You start yelling at your wife that, you know, that you have rights, and then she'll give you rights and lefts both, right into both of your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I got in a fight with Kim one time, and then I didn't see her for two weeks, and then just barely through my left eye, you know. And uh, that's simply a joke. She's the most mild, amazing, wonderful, blah blah blah. Just keep going on, right? You know. (laughs) We have such a wonderful marriage. We. We tease each other. No, I guess I'm the only one doing the teasing. She's too good for me. But don't go. (laughs) Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 10 says, But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins. I'm going to pause there for just a second. Sin kills you. how many? What's, what's, what's the invoice? How, how many do I have to have to kill me? The first one. And no work that you can do as a human will ever take away the stain of that first sin, much less all the others. There's only one solvent that can wash away sin stain from your spiritual garments, and that's the blood of Jesus. That's why it was imperative that he die. It was required that Jesus die or there wouldn't have been forgiveness of sins. Bulls and goats only delayed the inevitable. Offering lambs for sacrifice only delayed, but it took a kinsman redeemer who was made like us. Jesus made in the form of human flesh, equal with God because he was the second person of the Trinity, he was God. His blood and the subsequent receipt, which is the resurrection, the, the resurrection is the receipt where God says bill is paid. That's what it takes because we are dead in our sins till we're not dead in our sins. We're not kind of not dead anymore. We're not kind of alive. You're not kind of a Christian or kind of not a Christian. You're a Christian. You can be a naughty Christian. You can be one that's been hiding from God and hiding from everybody around you, but you're still a Christian. And if you are not a Christian, you can be sweet and you can, you can do nice things. You can give money away. You can serve in food kitchens. You can do a lot of cool stuff, but you're still dead in your trespasses until you receive the free gift that the Lord has for you. Even when we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he, ra- when he raised Jesus from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this it is a gift from God. Well, I'm ready to make annuity payments. I'm ready. Just, just bill me, Lord. I want to tell you something. It's great to get saved and say you're going to do everything God wants you to do, but you will probably stumble still. Lord, I'm never going to sin again. Good try. How about this? Lord, I will never forget your mercy and... I want a conscience that's sensitive. So when I do dumb stuff, how many have done dumb stuff? Yeah, we all have. When I do dumb stuff, it's good to know that you atone for me, that you you still keep me. I'm still in the family. And I can't pay it back. I've had people come and say, you know, I, I've done this, and you know, I just want to know how much do I owe. I said, you know what? You, you can't pay back what you've done. Maybe you spent years and, and just get back to the table of the Lord. You're, you still have that oak chair there with your name carved in the back. Come back with the fam. Yeah. Freely receive the mercy of God. Yeah. Let's not go back into everything that somebody could have done wrong. Man, wrong is easy to find, isn't it? Yeah. Especially in others. It's important to see wrong in yourself and know that you need a Savior to take it away. You can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. The second thing after the fact that this gift of Christ that we're celebrating on Easter is, is a debt-free gift. Secondly, it comes with a personal trainer. I, I know the single girls are probably like this. You're going to get like a workout, you know, uh, uh, bike or something. And then, you know, you, you opened out the box and out comes Fabio or something like that, you know. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rocco, your personal trainer am I in heaven? You know, the girl says, I'm in heaven. Well, you know, when we get saved, this gift of salvation comes with a personal trainer. And we call that, that that personal trainer the Holy Spirit. You know, a lot of people don't understand the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not just an energy source. And the Holy Spirit isn't just so you get louder. The Holy Spirit is is, is the universal manifestation of Jesus Christ in the earth. Now now think about it. See, when Jesus walked on the earth, he, he could only be in one location at a time. He could maybe be in Nazareth. He could be in, 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 in uh, um, Jerusalem. He could be in uh, various cities, Sychar, different cities that he went to. Jesus, when he was there, he was there. That's why they would send for Jesus, would you come here and pray for this one? Or later on with the apostles, would you send for, for Simon who's at uh, the Tanner's house? And so, you know, as humans, we are limited to location, but the Holy Spirit is Christ in us. Jesus said this. He said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans, but I will come to you and through the Holy Spirit. And he, when he comes, he will lead you into all truth and he'll bring back to remembrance the things that I've spoken to you. The term parakletos, paraclete, which is used for Jesus, it means comforter and it means counselor. Now, how many of you found out that when you really followed the Holy Spirit, much dumbness was cut off at the pass? How many found out when you flew on your own? You you flew the unfriendly skies of counsel-free living, wisdom-free living? Anybody? I love church. Everyone's so phony in church. I don't know what you're talking about, pastor. (laughs) I've got my church face on. I'm ready to yell Jesus at every question. Who loves you, Jesus? Who wants to eat Easter with you, Jesus? Come on now. I want to reason with people where we live. And it's beyond Sunday school questions that I want to take you. How many have flown the unfriendly skies, ununited with God? Because we just shined Him on or we didn't know Him to begin with. I have a lot of compassion for people that are just, you know, dead in their sins. You're dead in your sins. You know, mischief is going to be your name. But when you start walking with God, why don't you take advantage of having the best attorney? He's better than Alan Dershowitz. He's better than having Perry Mason on your case. The Holy Spirit. He's with me and he's in me through faith in Jesus Christ. But I I can sometimes tell him I'm not interested in counsel right now. I've already made up my mind what I want to do. And the Holy Spirit's standing by. And he's saying, hey, don't you think... That maybe just getting angry and breaking a relationship up might not be the best answer? Don't you think maybe spending some time with, with, with the Father and prayer and the study of the Bible is a better use than just some other distraction? We're, we're given a personal trainer. And then, secondly, along with the uh, personal trainer that we have, the Holy Spirit we also have a manual for proper living. The Bible is still the the world's best document. It's uh, the most printed uh, document in the world. It even beats Harry Potter because people buy the Bible. Unfortunately, many of us have the Bible, but we don't use the Bible. Read the Bible. It makes you wise unto salvation. It teaches you how to keep your way pure and clean before God. You take the scripture coupled with the Holy Spirit working in your life, talk about a personal trainer. Colossians chapter 3, verses 10 through 12 says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, that's our youth group, uh, uncivilized, slaver-free, Christ is all that matters, and He lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. When I see this, put on your new nature, be renewed as you know your Creator, and become like Him. I remember my dad, you know. Uh, we have a new guy in a church, Franklin Schmelzler, and his last name is like Schmelzer, but they're from LA and we are like, er, you know, Schmelzer versus Schmelzler. But Franklin's got hands like my dad. So it's like I get around him and I want to grab his big old paws. They're like my dad. How do I know about my dad's hands? Because when I was three and four, five years old, and I'd walk with my daddy. And those big old paws would be there and he, he, he taught me how amazing he was in Phoenix. One day, the sun was, was starting to go down, and he said, son, I want to show you that I can make the sun go down. Whoa, I'm like five. Yeah, I'm ready to believe anything, because dad can beat up everybody in the neighborhood, at least in my mind, U.S. government, <laughs> whatever. I'm holding my dad's hand, and he, he waits till it's right above the mountains, and, you know, the, the coastal mountains over here. Uh, in our uh, west, and he goes, son, go down. And it was just within a few minutes. Psh, I'm going to hold my dad's hand. I drop it, go in. Mama, dad's amazing. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> well, you know, you held your daddy's hands. It's one of the joys of being a father. I want to hold my kids' hands. I want them to know I'm not going to run away from you. I'm going to love you. And I'm going to teach you. I'm with you. That's how I view God when we bring up this second feature. It's Debt-free gift comes with a personal trainer. I'm 63. I know that I don't look 18, so don't tell me I do. But... I'm still five years old, six years old, holding on to my dad's hand. Not 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 Gene, but Father God. And his name is Howard, by the way. Someone asked a little kid why he was calling God Howard. He said, because you know we do that. Our Father which art in heaven, Howard be thy name, (laughs) thy kingdom come. So the last major point I want to bring up is that this gift that we get through Jesus Christ at Easter is for everyday use. The cross and resurrection is incredible. It's not just to give us eternal life, but we find daily grace. We find these treasures hidden in Jesus, everything we need. One of the things that, that we are attempting to do as we teach at Joy is this We want the fountain of mercy open. No matter where you've been, what you've done, poor choices, come in and get get free. Get forgiven. But we want you to know there's more. (laughs) There's more. God not only wants to just give you grace that he shows as mercy, but you can quit the sin cycle. You don't have to keep doing the same old thing. You don't have to get strung out again and get kicked out of your apartment, lose another job, go through another marriage. There's a time when you just say, the buck stops here. Through Jesus, now I want to access his grace, which will build your life into a tower, not just a subterranean sump pump. Come on now, this preaching's good. Thank you. Don't overdo it, you guys. Okay. God wants to do more than just get you out of the sewer. He wants to do more than just hose you down. He wants to clothe you. He wants to build you a crib. He wants to get you living in something that's really cool. He wants you to have a whole brand new life. And he does that every day. That grace is every day. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18 says, that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying... And I, I, this isn't a day for a bummer message, but I don't know, have you looked in the mirror? There's a reason you have to spackle your face. Because you're getting older, sweetness. You once were like the, the hottest thing in town, now you've got very gross veins, you know? It just happens. One of my racquetball partners said this, hey Schmelzer, the older we get, the better we were. Yeah, in our memories, we're making it up. All of our bodies are dying. You can be 12 years old and there's just certain times. The day of your birth dictates within probably 20 to 30 years, the day of your death. We're given 70, 80, 90 years, maybe 100. But how many of you know that many of us, we've already burned up a good part of our generational coupon. And so I'm not bummed at it. I'm excited about what this says. We don't give up because though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they, those troubles, produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone but the things we cannot see will last forever. Wow. 2 Peter 1.3 says, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. (laughs) The divine power, God has given us everything we need for a godly life. I really believe this. I believe by the Spirit of God that we're guided into the right career choices. I believe that by the Spirit of God, we're led into the right uh, uh, engagements in terms of like even your career. God will place you in the right corporation or He will, he will put a yearning in your heart to be an independent contractor or whatever He, he wants. I've seen God get up in every aspect where people will, will understand His divine power and knowledge is there to build you a better life. Now, some people say, well, you must be preaching the health, wealth, prosperity doctrine. I, I'm not preaching some doctrine that just says that you can use God and manipulate him. But I want to tell you something, just like my daddy that held my hand wanted me to have a good life, that father in heaven is better than my dad that I buried. And, and he wants me to have a good life, but I'm going to find it in his divine life. It's not by my own little hustle. It's not by my flim flam. It's not by getting caught up on late night schemes. How, you know, from 11 on, man, it's terrible. Everything bad lurks at 11 on. The porno, you know. Hey, baby, call me. No, that's just not going to lead anywhere good. And in the same people in Hawaii, hey, you know, we have a string of 7,000 houses and you too can do it. Really? Come on now. And we, we sometimes we follow the little Pied Piper of the culture and we forget that that it's the divine power and knowledge through Jesus that opens up the treasure chest of all that God has for us. The final verse is Colossians two verse three: In Him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I've I followed, man. I remember losing oh somewhere two hundred fifty to five hundred thousand dollars in the downturn in real estate. Hello? And I'm smiling. I'll tell you why I'm smiling cuz money can can drag you to hell the love of it. And one of the best things that Kim and I ever did was we lost a bunch and we understood, man, we were we were worshiping mammon unwittingly. You cannot serve God in riches. You cannot serve the counsel of man. And so I remember back in the, in the early 2000s, and you're told, hey, why are you letting your equity build up in your house? That's a waste of money. You could be turning that money. And so people were being guilt-tripped into going against Scripture. And guess what? Scripture still was accurate, and the wisdom of man was shown to be fraudulent. The reason I'm telling you this is I'm going to always walk transparently in front of you. You know, Kim and I, we've never made a bit of mistakes. Yeah, we have. Well, how come you're so happy together? Because we've understood our relationship's not built on cash. It's not how many beans are in the stew. Our relationship is built on, we have a covenant relationship with her and with, uh, together and with our God. And guess what? There's two ways you get education. You pay for it up front or you pay for it on the back end. But life will give you a test and then teach you the lesson. And what I'm saying to you is anybody wants to come to me for financial counsel, what I will tell you is pay for what you have, eliminate debt, and get your wisdom and your knowledge from Jesus who cares for you every day. And be real wary of what the culture is trying to sell you because along with the cultural package of all you get comes the the toe package of who you have to serve to get it and a lot of people they've sold out their ability to be pure in God for the sake of money or other advantage or I can be a star come on now so we need to respond to the love of God uh, this, this Easter, we need to and should respond to the victory that Jesus won for us on the cross and overcoming the grave. How many of you think, Jesus, wow, he defeated death, hell, and the grave, he rose again. Because of the reality that we engage in, the fact that he is alive, we are promised a life beyond anything we could ever imagine. A life better than advertised. Let's all stand together. The biggest investment, because I, I kind of finished on talking about some financial investments that didn't work, Finding following the wisdom of man instead of the wisdom of God. I don't want you to focus on financial loss. I want you to look at at spiritual gain the reason I and I've encouraged guys that have lost money people that made money there's always going to be water in the river you lose money there's going to be more money coming don't worry about your loss worry about your head keep your heart with all diligence for out of your heart flows the issues of life if you set your heart on everything that's external You'll miss real value, which is in Jesus Christ. It's in the spiritual. I would rather have a family that loves Jesus with them. And by the way, we live in a giant barn, Kim and I. Not a literal barn. You total all the living space in our house. It's about 4,000 square feet. Okay? I'm driving a Beamer. It's brand new. No, it was brand new in 2001. In other words, it's an old Beamer. But it's nice and it rides good. Today I'm going to eat ribs and they will be good. (laughs) Sounds like God pronouncing it. And He created the ribs and He said, they are good. But what I want to speak to you as a friend and someone that cares about you, there's nothing like Jesus Christ. I really believe that it's Jesus that has opened up the door every step along my life. I believe that Jesus wants to do that for your life. But you have to start with Jesus. You can't say, well, man, I'm going to include Jesus because I think he can do this for me. That's just using him. That's not a relationship. You have to come and say, I believe that what you said about who you are, you care for me. You want to take away my sins? You want to train me how to get along with people? You want to train me in my career? You want to train me in my family and relationship? My goal is that you will meet the one I love, who's Jesus Christ. My goal is that you will leave here with a little swag and say, you know, I put my faith in Jesus. And he's going to help me with every aspect of my life. Because I can tell you this that when you get Jesus in your heart, you're such a rebounder. I have a saying that we use in our family, and that is that we cannot lose for winning. When the Lord allowed some of the cash to be dropped out of my pocket, I so laugh about it, because who gives a hamster hind end about losing a little money here and there? If God gave me the money to, gave me the ability to acquire money, he can return money when he wants to. But at this point in my life, there's nothing better than to live at peace with God and say, hey, I want to be good with my money, but I don't want to be idolatrous with my money. I want to be good with our culture. I do not want to be idolatrous. And right now it comes through putting your faith in Jesus. I'm gonna do the altar call a little different than what we do generally at Joy. And that is, I would like everyone to just bow your head and close your eyes. And as I've been preaching and speaking and we've been singing songs about the resurrected Savior, I would like to find those people, and I believe there's a great number of people that come in here and you're saying, you know what, I I just haven't done that. I'm not connected with God yet and I I need to. I've been kind of doing it myself. I've been running my own manual or maybe some stories I heard from a relative and they said, this is how you live. But I really need to be free. I need to have a new life. And it's only going to come through Jesus as you've been preaching. And then I need to welcome the Holy Spirit to be my personal guide. And I need to walk with God. I'd like you, if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I want to join God. I want to be forgiven of my sins and I want to become a Christian. Could you just raise your hand right now? I'd like to just raise your hand quickly, all of you that would like to join God today. Okay. Several of you have raised your hands. What we're going to do right now is just pray with you. And then uh, then uh, I would appreciate if you would come down after we pray and uh, maybe uh, as we dismiss service, talk to our altar workers and they can help you on how to, how to get uh, more in touch with uh, following the Lord. How many of you know we need some instruction a little bit so we don't just leave here and go, I don't have a clue what to do next. We do want to help you to grow. Would you pray this? Let's all pray this prayer together with me. Dear Father. I know that I need the Savior, Lord Jesus. I also know that I need to acknowledge you, Father. You're that Father that wants to hold my hand and walk me through this life. No matter what my age is, I'll always need a Father, and it's you, Father God. I thank you, Father, that you love the world so much, that you love me so much, that you gave Jesus to die on the cross, to shed his blood, that my sins can be paid in full by his forgiveness. I put my trust in Jesus, and I call upon the name of the Lord Your Bible says that whoever calls will be saved. It also says that whoever calls will not be ashamed. Take away my shame. If you'll be my God, I'll be your servant. If you'll be my father, I'll be your child. I receive you today, dear Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Two last things that for, like follow-up. One of the things that we're really strong at at Joy is connect groups. Just getting involved with other people in your life, where, where the problem with my crazy thoughts, if I only have my crazy thoughts in my brain They'll only breed with themselves. And really further distorted offspring come of that. You can't can't cure your problems with the same mentality that brought them. That's what's a benefit of other people in the body of Christ. When I'm thinking crazy, someone's gonna tell me, that is crazy. And then I have have the freedom to be proud, which is insane. Or to be humble and say, you know what? I think you're right. Thanks for being there, friend. Thanks for helping me. That's what the connect groups are all about. They're not perfect. They're unique. They're different. But at the end of it, you're going to have people that care for you, care for your family, care for your babies. Secondly, next week, we're, uh, we're going to start a new series called uh, White whiteboard conversations it's about how to work from a clean fresh whiteboard or blackboard how many of you know we need a fresh whiteboard we don't need to bring all yesterday's entanglement into the future we need to have a fresh start we're going to be talking about that i love you all god bless you church let's respond with some worship